So Dr. Paris, thanks for joining me. Just if you'd, if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, I'm Trevor Paris. Um, I came to Brooks in 2006 uh, as the Stroke Program Medical Director. It was the beginning of our uh, physician-employed medical group here at Brooks. And uh, this year I've been promoted to System Chief Medical Officer. So whenever you, you talk about a, a chief medical officer, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't really know what that job means. What, is, what does it mean to be a chief medical officer? Well, for, uh, primarily it's looking at uh, overseeing the clinical care of the system, and that relates to both um, safety and quality measures and also the uh, delivery of care by our physician group and also consultants. But I'm primarily responsible for our employed physician group. So who do you typically partner with at other facilities around um, the area, or how far, how far out do you partner with, with other um, facilities? Well, of course, we partner with everyone that's, that's our partner in the acute care arena, mm -hmm. and, and all acute care hospitals have chief medical officers in their system or actually in their hospital. So I work with all of them, um, and I also work with, of course, chief, chief nursing officers, COOs, anyone who is in uh, administrative leadership in, in developing service delivery between an acute care and rehabilitation setting. So we have the physician practice here at Brooks. Uh, how will you work to evolve that and maybe the clinical practice overall at Brooks? Well, our physician practice started in 2006, and uh, we have just grown four or five times larger than when we first started. And we're, we grow according to the growth of our system. I mean, we're here to, to serve the system. And so as we have added additional services, such as skilled nursing, expanded to Halifax for our inpatient, another inpatient rehabilitation uh, unit, and as we continue to grow at Bartram to when we build our new hospital there, of course, we're adding staff to facilitate the needs of, of those uh, to different uh, facilities. And then we're also expanding our outpatient reach in our our, our main clinic here in, at university, trying to um, provide for the needs of, of our key uh, diagnostic uh, groups of patients in the system, spinal cord, brain injury, and stroke. And so we know that in order to serve those needs, we have to expand our outpatient uh, clinic and be able to provide for long-term chronic care for the uh, disabled in those neurologic categories. And so the physicians that we're adding in the next year or two will be helping us to do that. Great. Um, are you excited about the new Bartram uh, IRF? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great addition. I mean, we clearly are at capacity and overcapacity with patients uh, here at the at the university campus. And so having that additional uh, bed capacity is going to help us meet the needs of our patients here in the uh, Jacksonville community. Yeah. And um, you know, I think we're having we have a great leadership team developing for that yeah. uh, campus already. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, see it because if you look at the renderings, um, it's beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful campus. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm jealous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We th obviously know the the quality that that we provide to our patients and um, to our employees and everything like that. So, in whenever you hear the term national leader, how, what does that mean to you? Well, I think um, national leader really means a couple of things. One is that. For rehabilitation professionals, it's a place where they look uh, to, uh, or where they would look to Brooks for answers to complex rehabilitation problems. Um, they look to us as innovators for rehabilitation technologies or processes that help improve outcomes. They would also look to us as a model for excellence in rehabilitation care. So 
the importance for us uh, in being able to demonstrate those things is to have excellent outcomes. Uh, and so that's, that is why it's so important for us to be able to provide that kind of data and information to our national partners to uh, allow them to see us in, in that setting. So how can Brooks differentiate itself in a competitive environment? Well, there are going to be more and more uh, providers of rehabilitation services in the Jacksonville uh, and regional area. Uh, and so, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, again, we're, we're number one, and number one in patient outcomes, uh, number one in patient experience, uh, and also uh, being a great partner for our acute care uh, referral sources because they have a lot of pressures and needs on them, and we need to make sure we're meeting those needs. Uh, and if we meet them better than anyone else, then we're going to be the preferred provider. Uh, but our patients also have to feel that difference, and we have to demonstrate that in both patient experience and outcomes uh, and providing for all their needs, the, not just the inpatient needs, but the outpatient needs and long-term care needs for patients that have chronic disabilities. Sure. Absolutely. And Brooks, a lot of people, I feel like um, just anecdotally going around town, I tell them I work at Brooks. They're like, oh, are you at the one here, you know, at San Pablo? Or they don't, mm -hmm. they don't realize that we're a whole system, that we have right. multiple locations yeah. that do many, many things. So what is the, our system of care? What does it mean to you? Well, our system of care really means that we have a, um, a connected uh, chain of care settings. Uh, and those can be both inpatient, home health, outpatient. Uh, and we have to be able to communicate with our providers one to, from one place to the other. Uh, patients need to feel that we understand them across our system, no matter where they enter. Uh, so if they've been in a couple of different care settings, they need to feel like we understand what they've been doing in the previous care setting and that we're ready to get started from the, the beginning of that experience and not have to go back and sort of rewrite the story because we didn't know what happened to them. Uh, also, they need to feel like we're building from one transition point to another so that they're going to have the best outcome of the shortest period of time. We're not wasting their valuable time. And in some cases, there are very time constraints, significant time constraints on their lengths of stay. And if we waste two or three days figuring out where to start, then we've wasted their time. So we need to be mindful of that as well. Absolutely. Where do you see the system of care going and, and maybe evolving in the future? Well, we have a couple of big strategies for this next few years, and one of those is to really have a better system of linking our system together, uh, what we might call a digital platform, a virtual platform that helps us to really communicate better from care setting to care setting, uh, a better system of outcome measures across our system so we can see that if a patient enters the hospital uh, with a stroke, when they finish their outpatient experience, we can look at the outcomes from the hospital to the outpatient experience and really determine we've done a good job. Or if we haven't, what do we need to do to fix the program? Uh, and, and also that we have a better way of allowing patients to enter our system virtually and get the information they need. Uh, and to be able to get data or communicate their progress in Brooks to their uh, to their own personal primary care providers. So a lot of things need to be done to improve our ability to work within the system to provide that kind of service to our patients and referral sources. Absolutely. And if, if, if you were, let's say that I'm a, a patient family or a family member that's entering Brooks for the first time, why should the system of care matter to me? Because uh, if we're communicating like we should, if we're delivering the 
uh, programmatic, consistent model of care across our system, they're going to get better outcomes and they're going to get it more efficiently. Uh, and, and I think patients, you know, the, the outcome means they're going to hopefully go home uh, at the highest level of function. And so that's critically important for a family member to get uh, what they need to get them to their highest level of function. And also to know that Brooks cares for them across their whole experience with a disability. As we all know, stroke doesn't just last for three weeks or three months, it could last for a lifetime. And so for Brooks to be able to provide for services and needs of, of these folks for the, the extent of their, of their disability is very important to them. Can you tell us about the new Center for uh, Care Transitions and what its purpose is? Yeah, that's an exciting new uh, development that uh, we started uh, working on this year. Uh, Monica Alexanderson, one of our physician's assistants, has been with us for four or five years now uh, working on the in the inpatient hospital, uh, had a, a desire to, uh, to advance into management. And so she has work, been working with me and Amanda Osborne to create this new center. And, and what that really is going to be is a multidisciplinary group of uh, clinicians, uh, physician assistant, uh, nurse practitioner, LPNs, case manager, and guides who will be helping to transition our patients from any inpatient setting uh, into the home setting. So they'll be monitoring and following our patients uh, for a 60-day period of time after they leave an inpatient setting to the home. And the purpose of it really is to, to assure that the work that's been done in the inpatient is being carried out in the outpatient uh, home environment, making sure their patient, the patient medications are straight and correct, that they've linked back to their primary care providers in the community, uh, that the therapies that were ordered have indeed started and in doing the job they're supposed to do, that the DME uh, that was ordered is also in place and working. And also that the caregivers themselves feel competent to do the work they've, you know, the job they've been asked to do, that they feel safe, they feel prepared. Uh, and then if there are needs that happen and develop, we can get those needs managed quickly. Uh, it's been very difficult in the past for uh, some of our care providers out of the hospital to get communications from uh, the referral sources uh, in the hospital. So with this hope, hopefully will help to smooth that out and also improve access to serve to decisions that need to be made quickly. And last question, what excites you about the future of rehabilitation and what we're doing at Brooks? Well, I think there are a lot of exciting things happening in rehabilitation. A lot of it relates to technology. Um, we have the HAL, which is our sort of newest uh, technology advance, uh, the, the robotic system that we use in the spinal cord and now starting to use in stroke, which will help to advance uh, walking uh, for patients that have those disabilities. But I think technology in general, uh, ability to uh, advance neurologic rehabilita uh, neurologic progress uh, in a way that we haven't been able to before, uh, and also will help just add to the clinician's um, uh, um, tools to work with to help facilitate recovery. Um, so I think that that is a, a, an exciting component of rehabilitation progress, but also the telehealth uh, opportunity that we've learned from the pandemic. Um, before, because of all the, the regulatory restraints on telehealth, we didn't have that, that availability. But now that the pandemic has allowed us to use telehealth more uh, broadly, uh, it's just been a tremendous asset to our patients, uh, especially those with disabilities who might live far away from Brooks 
main campus. Uh, we now can reach them uh, in a way that we couldn't before. So uh, we can check on them more frequently. We can check on those that are distant. And uh, it also makes a visit possible for those who have significant disabilities and transportation and all of those issues are so complicated. So I think it's going to help us to, to maintain people in their home better and safer and hopefully achieve better outcomes. Great. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on the Brooks podcast. Yeah, it's been great to talk you. with you. Appreciate it.